0: Hi, my name is Olivia. I am one of the coaches here at Achieve Today. Today, we're going to be talking about daily habits for mindfulness and self-awareness. So mindfulness is the quality of being fully engaged in the present moment in the here and now. So it's kind of like you're becoming the witness or the observer to whatever you are experiencing. I almost consider it mindlessness because it's kind of getting out of your head and coming back to this present moment. So we currently live in a world where we are bombarded with information just about everywhere you go, whether you're at the doctor's office or if you're checking your phone, you know, everywhere you go, we get a lot of information that overstimulates our minds. This information can take us away from this present moment where we get too preoccupied with the what ifs of what's going to happen in the future or preoccupied with what happened to us in the past. All of these things can get to a point where we have high levels of stress, high levels of worry, and feeling really disconnected from our bodies. The way to respond to this is to try mindfulness, because that takes us right back to the present moment. It can help reduce stress and overall bring more joy and gratitude back into our lives. So there have been a lot of studies on how mindfulness actually affects our brain chemistry. Recently, there was neuro-research done at Berkeley University on how it actually affects our brains. So first, let's start by talking about two different parts of the brain. So we have the amygdala, and it's kind of like an almond-shaped center in our brain that is responsible for things like memory, plays a role in decision-making, and a vital role in our emotions. It is more importantly recognized as the part of our brain that processes fear. Then we have our prefrontal cortex. Now, this part of our brain, it plays a huge role in our complex decision-making. It plays a role in how we process logical thinking. And it governs our amygdala, so how how we experience our emotions. Now, if we experience things like trauma or we have high levels of stress, it can make it difficult for these two areas of the brain to connect So if you are trying to experience or process an emotion with logic, but there is a disconnect due to high levels of stress, it can be difficult to think about things logically. So studies have shown that mindfulness practices can increase the connections between both the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex. So you can think about the amygdala as the emotion center or the fear center. And then the prefrontal cortex is like the logical center. And we need both of those things to be in an effortless communication in order for us to flow in this life. So I had a personal experience where I found that mindfulness was really effective. So when it comes to things like relationships, mindfulness is a vital tool because relationships tend to stir up a lot of emotions in us, especially our deeply rooted emotions from childhood. So I had an experience where I was encountering unrequited love. That's, that's a really, really tough one. So I remember I was, I was driving on the road one day and I was so caught up in how, how foolish it made me feel to be experiencing love for another person and it wasn't necessarily reciprocated. So I decided to try a mindfulness practice. So I got back into my body and I paid attention to my senses. I just touched the curves on my steering wheel to bring me back. I paid close attention to the thoughts and the emotions that I was experiencing When I did that, it was like there was a flip of consciousness where instead of feeling so resistant to all of these thoughts of of love and insecurity, I felt a sense of appreciation for the love that I was experiencing, even if it wasn't requited back to me. Now, this isn't necessarily the purpose of mindfulness to overcome negative emotions or to push them away, but it does show you the value of what can happen if you just flip that state of consciousness and become an observer to what you are actually experiencing in this present moment. Now, there are a series of different mindfulness techniques that you can use. It'll probably take you some trial and error to find what is best for you personally But something that I find is great to start off your day with a little bit of mindfulness is to make yourself a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, you know, whatever, whatever you choose, and take some time to spend maybe 10 minutes sitting quietly on your porch. So pay attention to the way the warm tea feels in your mouth. Pay attention to the way the cold air feels outside of you. Watch the trees, put your phone aside and just be present. That way it sets the tone for mindfulness throughout the rest of your day. Then we have something called the three by three method. This is one of my absolute favorite methods I've developed. I found it on a Ted talk by Phil Bossier, believe that's how you pronounce his name. And something that he shares with you is there are three, three steps to this. So the first one is to find an object near you. It can be any object. So for example, let's use this piece of paper. And all you would do is you'd look at the piece of paper and say, this is a piece of paper, and then take one big deep breath. And you do that two more times, so a total of three times. It sounds so simple and mundane, however, it seems to take me right back to the present moment every time I do it. And you you bet I did that right before I did this. Another thing that you can do is a body scan. So pay attention to how the different parts of your body are feeling. I like to start from the top down, so I think about how is my head feeling? How is my neck feeling? What about my shoulders? All the way down to your feet. And it's really important that when you do this, you don't place judgments on what you're experiencing. So if you have a little bit of back pain, that's okay. You don't need to place judgment. Just pay attention, notice it, and then go all the way down. Now, another thing that you can do, it's called the emotional freedom technique. So this, there are a series of different ways that you can do this, but it's really great if you are experiencing a difficult emotion and you maybe feel consumed by it, or you can't focus on work because you're so preoccupied with a breakup or financial issues. So when you notice that, pay attention to whatever emotion you're experiencing. So maybe maybe you're feeling stressed about money. So what you can do is you tap on the side of your hand, and state the emotion that you're feeling. So even though I am feeling sad, I'm feeling really sad, I completely love and accept myself for having felt that way. And then you do it on your other hand. You could also try on your sternum right here. And it helps kind of release the energy and release the pent up emotion. And then you can also do some research to find the other steps that are included in the emotional freedom technique. Generally, though, if I just want a a quick point of attention of mindfulness throughout the day, I just do right there or on the sides of my hands. One of my favorite mindfulness exercises is playing I Spy. And that one's really familiar since a lot of us played that one when we were a kid. So if you are sitting at your desk at work, maybe you've been waiting forever at a stoplight, play I Spy. So look for, you know, make something up. I Spy something yellow. And then look around until you find something yellow. And this is a really good way to incorporate a kind of childlike quality to your mindfulness and to overall bring you back to the present moment. Now, next, we have my favorite mindfulness exercise, and this is the five senses exercise. So you start by identifying five things that you see in your environment, then four things that you feel, three things that you hear, two things that you smell, and lastly, one thing that you taste. Our senses are a great gift when it comes to mindfulness exercises because they are all associated with the body. You know, they're all kind of out of your mind. So they will bring you back to the present moment, back to your body. And this way you can cultivate that witness and observer of whatever you are experiencing. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. We hope that you have found some tremendous value in what has been said. If you are interested in learning more and continue to learn some of these principles and ideas that our coaches are really masters in, make sure that you hit the follow button on your podcast platform so that you can get the latest upcoming episodes and really master your game in every part of your life. And so we hope that you've enjoyed, and we will talk to you next week.